welcome back to Oh My Pod. If you're a first-time listener, my name is Chelsea Reif, and I am the host of this podcast that's meant to cover things that you want to know more about or haven't heard about, generally are just curious to dig deeper on. So as it's 2019, I was thinking about what the podcast really means to me. And at first, it started out as I wanted to interview experts in certain fields and industries and make sure that those topics were covered by people that really, really knew about them. As it's gone on and as I've even listened to other podcasts, I've realized that I really want to incorporate some of my own stories into this. I think I might have said this in another podcast. It might have been my About Me one, but I actually went to grad school for digital media and storytelling. So I am a professional storyteller by my degree, but that was really talking about storytelling through audio, video, etc., But honestly, I love to tell stories all the time, and I realized I would like to start incorporating some of my personal stories in this podcast. So hopefully you guys like these. It is a little bit awkward to do solo episodes because you're just by yourself hanging out and you're trying to make jokes and you're like, is anyone going to think that's funny? I'm just sitting here alone. But from the feedback I've gotten on Instagram stories from friends and family, You guys really like solo podcasts, and what I'm talking about might be relevant to you. So I'm going to do some more of these. They're going to be everything from travel recaps to relationships to navigating your 20s, careers, feeling stuck, just like general check-ins. Again, I think it's really important to make sure that outside of giving you guys some like expert information, if you will, that you also hear from me because honestly... The reason I started to listen, listening to podcasts was because I like to hear the people themselves and what they were going through and how I could maybe pick up some tips and tricks to get through things. And I find it really exciting that you guys do want to hear about some things that I'm going through or doing, and hopefully they can help you. So with that, today is going to be a travel recap. I want to start naming these segments something. I'm thinking like travel rewind, travel, I don't know travel time machine. Maybe some of you guys can DM me. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'll do a little vote on Instagram stories, but I've been to so many places and I take pictures of everything and I have a pretty good memory. I will say I have a really, really photographic memory. So if I think of one day, I can actually just like put myself in that day from beginning to night and really recap it for you guys. So I do think that these travel recaps are going to be more than just oh, how to book and where to go and what to do. I really want them to be learnings that you don't even have to apply to the city that I'm talking about, that you would just take if you're booking a trip like down down the state or you're just going on a road trip. It doesn't always have to be some huge, crazy international trip. Um, And of course, whenever I travel, there's some hilarious stories, fortunate and unfortunate. They're all funny looking back. So trust me, this has no lack of those There's one really funny one where I ended up at the police station, and then there's just other really funny ones scattered throughout. So we'll kick off with this travel recap about Canada. So you might be wondering, well, why Canada? That's kind of random because we're right below it being in America. First and foremost, this was a family trip. My mom came to us and said, hey guys, I really want to do a family trip over break. The one thing about planning family trips now is we are we are not little kids anymore. So it can't just be, hey, we all get two or three weeks off and we're just going to book a ticket and we're going to go where mom and dad want to go. Now we're all grown up. I'm in my late 20s. My sister is in her mid 20s and my brother and other little sister are in their early 20s. So as you can imagine, A, we all want to drink because we can now. 
But B, everyone has really specific preferences. Having four kids in the family means four different personalities. So some like to shop, some like to heavily drink, some like to sleep, some like to run around and do everything, some like to do nothing all day. Like there are so many different things we had to keep track of when we were booking this. But the second thing is jobs. So some people have internships, part-time jobs, full-time jobs. I actually work in advertising in ad sales. So I'm pretty lucky because ad agencies close over winter break. So I get almost, I think like seven full days off plus the weekends. So I had close to like 10 days off. My sister in college, she had like two weeks off. My other sister had just gotten into nursing school. So she quit her job right before. And then my brother, he didn't know what to do because he was going to start work after. So those are things that we had to keep in mind. And it was really, really hard picking something that would please all of us. And the second part of that was our family tends to go to the same few spots just because it's comfortable. And what I mean by that is my mom is Puerto Rican. So we tend to go to Puerto Rico a lot for vacation to see her side of the family. Super fun, obviously, uh, going to an island where the drinking age is 18 and it's all beaches is extremely fun. But we go there every year. And then the other side of that is Utah. So you're like, what the hell, Utah? (laughs) My dad actually took a project there when I was in seventh grade and we lived there for a year. And funny enough, we became pretty much best lifelong friends with our neighbors there. So we're always doing trips out there or to Puerto Rico, like I said. So this was a trip where we all were like, you know what? We really want to break that pattern. Can we go anywhere else? Um, we didn't want to go to something we've been to, for, been to before either. So we didn't want to go to New York. I lived in Chicago for five years. They came to visit me. We didn't want to go there. We just went to LA a few years ago for my cousin's wedding. So none of those like big, big cities. And then I feel like all the other cities that are like hot right now, if you will, I've been to for bachelorettes, like Charleston, Austin, Nashville, Vegas. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go to Vegas with my family, but you get the point. It was kind of hard finding a place that would work for the whole family. So Canada, I was like, well, wait a second. That's considered international. They heavily speak French. We've never been. I've only heard heard really good things about it. So why would we not just pick that? So we decided on Canada, but Canada is huge. And to be straight up honest, I didn't really know anything about Canada. I only know um, certain things and obviously the stereotypes of moose and maple syrup, of course, being like an ignorant American, just thinking that there's nothing to do or I don't know anything there. But we have an office of my company in Toronto. So in my mind, I was like, oh, well, let's just do Toronto, see what happens there. And then I was like, you know what, though? There's so many places to go. Like, let me start asking around. So I start asking different people and they're like, oh my God, you're going to love Canada, especially during winter. It's like France. It's heavily um, influenced by European culture, especially French culture. That's why they all speak French there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask Facebook. (laughs) Facebook tends to have a lot of people that can help out. So I'm in this group called Girls Love Travel. I think there's about 700,000 people in the group. It's obviously all girls, but it's a nice group because... There are a million resources there. It's girls from all over the world. So you can ask anything like, hey, how do I book a flight or what are your best websites to book a hotel to the question I asked was, what city would you recommend specifically in the winter to go to in Canada? And to my surprise, Toronto, I think was only one of the comments and almost every single person said Quebec City and Montreal. So I was like, you know what? I haven't even heard of Quebec City, 
but let me look into it a little bit because clearly everyone is raving about this. There were Canadians raving about it, people that weren't Canadians saying you have to go. It's so beautiful for Christmas. So I said, uh, okay, let me check this out. I Google it. I'm obsessed. There's a, a street called Petit Champlain. Of course, I am probably not saying that exactly right, but I was obsessed with even just the Google images. My mom kept saying it looked like a Nicholas Sparks movie or a Hallmark movie. And so I was like, okay, I think we have to go here. Um, the thing was, we had about eight days. So from what from reading and seeing how small this place was, it seemed like you could do it in like three to four days. You really don't need eight days there. So we decided let's split our trip up between Montreal and Quebec City. Obviously, I've heard about Montreal. It's more of a city vibe. So we decided let's do a little bit of both. The Quebec City is a little more like old town, quaint area, and then Montreal the city. So we picked those two. In terms of resources, I did a lot of the planning for this trip because I'm a big traveler. So my parents like kind of designated me the travel coordinator. So I usually use Google Flights or Skyscanner. I've talked about this in my travel tip episodes. There's a few more, but honestly, Google Flights for me has still been the best. So I use Google Flights to find um, tickets for my whole family. And it was a lot cheaper flying in and out of Montreal versus flying into Montreal and then out of Quebec City. Obviously, whenever you do something round trip, it does knock down the price. So you just want to make sure that you're doing that if you're trying to save money. Of course, it was an inconvenience because we had to go back and forth a few times um, between train and I'll get there. But you just want to make sure that you are checking all your options. Um, you also want to check like what's around there. Like I didn't even realize we were so close from Vermont. And my dad's like, well, we could also fly to Vermont and then drive there and maybe Buffalo and then drive there. And so those are things you want to look at a map to look at. And that's why I like Google flights because it will pull up the map so you can see what's close. And then honestly, I even do Google searches like what's the closest airport in the United States to Montreal. And then you'll check cities. So I did that for about an hour or two, and I really just tried to find the best deal. Finally found it on Google Flights. Made a little mistake. There was a layover in Toronto on the way back. That was about four hours. And I was like, I don't care. That's fine. We can like go into the city, get lunch, come back, hang out, just even hang out in the airport and eat French food. What I did not realize was that the Toronto airport was outside it was a different Toronto airport so we're thinking it's like you stop in Toronto and then you just go straight back to where we came from Orlando they actually had to leave the airport and go to a different airport and I didn't check that airport sign or excuse me the airport code so thank god my dad did and we get there and they're like yeah you got this is like not your airport you have to leave and now you have to go to another airport and check in there. So it was a totally new process. Like we had to grab our bags, go there, have the layover, recheck in, everything. So that's just something to check out. If you do have a layover, make sure it is in the same area. Thank God this was just a different Toronto airport, so it wasn't that far. But again, if we missed that, we probably would have missed our second connecting flight. So be very careful with attention to detail. Okay, so now getting into the fun stuff. We went to Montreal on Christmas Day. Again, we flew in there. It's a bigger airport than Quebec City. The thing was, we were also flying out of Montreal, and then my brother's girlfriend was going to meet us about four to five days into the trip. And she used to have a friend that uh, went to college in Montreal. So we're like, well, we really want her with us in Montreal, and it's probably going to be a little more fun. Again, it's a little more of like a city vibe, a little bit more to do. So 
the plan was get to Montreal Christmas Day, go see a Christmas market, eat dinner there, and then catch a train at night to Quebec City, right? Okay, so that's the plan. We get to Montreal. The Christmas markets close before Christmas Day or on Christmas Day, and we get there in the evening. So we look around. There's, like, no one out. There's no one doing anything. And I'm like, but I thought all the Christmas markets were up. Like, it's Christmas Day. Um, Obviously, we book Christmas Day because that saves money, too. And we're all older now. We don't need to sit under a tree and unload, I mean, unopen, like, 25,000 presents. So we're there Christmas Day. And I'm like, I swear there were Christmas markets. Like, this is why we booked Montreal. Like, it's all about Christmas. So then I'm looking it up and I'm like Googling miracle mar- miracle markets. <laughs> That's what they were called. The like miracle Christmas market, the this market, the that market. Nothing is open. And then I see the headline. It says classic Montreal Christmas market closed in 2018 due to construction. So this market is there every single year and just wasn't because it was under construction. So this is the part where I was like, okay, I should have done a little more research Taking a step back when I do trips like this that are longer, I don't like to book every day by an itinerary because you really never know what's going to happen. Like, I'll get to this in a second, but we would just walk down a street and see like a gorgeous strip of restaurants. And we're like, okay, well, we just want to stay here. We don't want to have to run to a museum or walking tour or whatever it is. So I really don't like planning days from beginning to night. Like I will never, ever be that person that has like 8 a.m. leave hotel, 8.30 breakfast, walk around, 12 lunch tour. Like I am not like that at all. I've had friends that are like that and it definitely keeps us on a schedule, but then it also keeps you really rigid in my opinion. So in uh, this specific example, I think I'd left it too open-ended because I was like, well, it's Christmas Day, it's a city, we're going to see 25 markets, and that wasn't the case. So do your research ahead of time, make sure the markets are open, make sure you have like some type of logistics of like how long it takes to get to the airport, to the hotel, because that also took a lot of time. There, We had a lot of luggage, a lot of Ubers didn't want to take us in their Excel, so we had to get two, just little things. I would say a good rule of thumb that I've learned in the last year or two of travel is Whatever, you, whatever time you think it's going to take you to get somewhere or do something, double it. So in my mind, I was like, oh, from the airport to the hotel and then just unloading the stuff and then getting back out there, that's going to be like an hour. It was two. Anything like, oh, getting from the hotel to the restaurant and walking around, that's only going to take 30 minutes. No, it took an hour. So just double everything. If anything, you would get there earlier from doubling your time, but I would rather have extra time than no time. So that's something that looking back would have been nice to, again, just kind of have a little more handle on the timeline and knowing what was open. So we're walking around, nothing's open. We see a cute little pub that's open and we're like oh my god we have to go in like we have to get something to eat we don't even care if it's bar food whatever and it's so cute it's super french and this is a big learning lesson that i uh, took away i didn't realize that everything is french and i was under the impression that yes they spoke french but like mainly english was the language that's not true everything is french the actual people there are french the menus are French, the waiters, the signs, like everything was in French, even the retail stores. Like it wasn't just restaurants. Everywhere where you're walking down the street, 
it said everything in French. So thank God I had Duolingo, my little um, app that I like to learn Spanish and French on. So I had the basics down. Um, really, uh, then the phrase that I kept nailing was I am a girl because that's the number one Duolingo um, basics that they kept teaching me was just to say I'm a girl, you are a boy. So that didn't really come in handy. Um, but however, it is nice to just have like a few French phrases ready to go. So you can say yes and no and thank you and so on and so forth. Um, it was really interesting because they would come up and say hello in French, bonjour. Everything was really nice to hear that because it did feel like you weren't close to America. Um, that was kind of the goal too is like, okay, if we're going to do an international trip, so to speak, I would like for it to not just feel like we're in Chicago or New York. So that really helped us to break that whole like, okay, we're not in America anymore. So that was really fun. Um, this is where my obsession with French onion soup started. And this was called the St. Alexander's Pub in Mont Royal area. And we looked up Yelp reviews and it doesn't have good Yelp reviews, but it was so good. We all loved what we got. It's where, again, this French onion soup thing developed. I think my issue was in the States, I've had it, it's way saltier. Like I probably had it at Panera only, which obviously isn't the best for classic French onion soup, but I always just remember it being so salty in the States and here it was perfect. And obviously, cause they're French, they nailed the French onion soup, like the cheesy drizzle off the side of the bowl. It's high. It's like perfect chunks of onions and bread and everything inside. It was amazing. So we were like inhaling this food and we had so much fun. We got a few drinks of wine and then we were like, okay, well, uh, we got to catch a train now. Our train, I think, was at like 7.30 and this was all around 5. And the train station wasn't that far. But again, you never know how things are going to work. Like, do they close boarding 30 minutes early? Do you have to go early and check luggage? Is Do you have to check in? So we're like, you know what? Let's wrap up dinner and go to the train. So we're getting everything and we had so much stuff because we were there for eight days and the weather was literally like 20 degrees. It was snowing. So we had like luggage, purses, backpacks, duffels, and we kept reminding each other when we would go somewhere like, okay, everyone has your phone charger, your wallet, your purse, you know, are we good to go? And we did this the whole time. For some reason, we get out of the Uber to the train station and everyone does their little check-in, and I feel that I have a purse on my body, and I was like, yeah, we're good to go. So we get there, and we're all hanging out. I think the train, again, left at like 7.30, and at this point, it's probably like 7.10, and I love trains. We'll get to this in a second, but we're sitting in the train station, and we're just waiting in line for them to call our train number, and I'm like, wait a second. I don't have my purse. I need that because it has my ticket in it, and I'm like, oh, I probably gave it to my sister. And everyone's like, no, we don't have your purse. I'm like, oh my God, I left my purse in the Uber. Hot tip. Uh, one, when someone asks you if you have your purse, actually look and see if you have it. Because again, I just thought I did and I didn't. Two, the train leaves in 20 minutes. How am I going to get a hold of my Uber? How am I going to have him turn around and bring it to me? and do all this in 20 minutes. And by the way, it leaves on the dot in those 20 minutes. It's not like, hey, we're gonna be boarding in 20 minutes. It's like at 7.30, this is taking off. This is where the term, this train is taken off and we're not looking back comes from because they truly leave on the dot at 7.30. 
also we're international. So my calls aren't working. I'm barely getting text. Uber updated their app now where if you do lose something, you hit the ride and you can say lost an item, but it, you have to plug in your number and the driver calls you. They won't let you contact the driver. And I get that for safety reasons. I mean, imagine if someone was trying to harass their driver after and had their number, they can't do that. It has to go through the app. Um, so even if you click your ride, it's not going to have the, the number just ready to call again. It's probably because of like harassment and safety issues. So you have to report it all through Uber. So I'm reporting it. I'm reporting it. They're not answering. And I'm like, maybe I left it at the place we were at last. I call them from like the front desk of the building we're in, in this train station. And they're like, no, sorry, we don't have your purse. So I'm like, oh my God, everything's in there. My passport, my credit cards, my ID, my money. I just got all this stuff. Like, uh, oh my gosh, this is the funniest one. I bought inulin powder, shout out to Ingrid Delamar Kenny in Monaco, France. Anyone that has listened to the podcast, she was on a few episodes ago. And so I brought this on the trip because I knew we'd probably be eating bad. So I wanted this fiber powder ready to go. So I put it in like a little plastic bag. I put it in this purse too. Another hot tip, grinded up white powder in a plastic bag looks very suspicious. If you catch my drift. So this is sitting in my purse and everything's in the purse. So I'm like, Okay, well, now someone is going to steal everything that's in there, my passport, my money, my everything. And every again, everything's in French. I'm not getting calls. I'm like, well, there goes my purse. And then I'm like, well, wait a second. How am I even going to board this train? Like, don't I need my passport, my ID, something? And we tell them, and since my dad had purchased the train tickets, obviously we're all together. They They let me just pull it up on there. And then the drinking age there is 18. So I, I don't think it was, I didn't think it was going to be that strict going out. So I was like, we're good. Like, I don't, I guess I don't really need the passport. And my dad's like, we're just going to have to go to the embassy when we get to Quebec City and get you a new passport. And you're going to have to cancel your cards and ID, reorder all that. Like, you're basically just going to have to replace everything. Ugh, this is just a funny story too, because all my friends that know me, I lose my person ID somehow all the time like in the last year I've I've had to replace my wallet or or credit cards or something like three separate times and it always is under circumstances that I think I have a handle on things like I'll be on a train in Chicago and have my purse close to my body and then somehow my wallet was stolen and then I put my gym bag in a locker at my gym which is a nicer gym and my wallet is stolen because I didn't put a lock on it that day so it's like silly little things that your parents always tell you like make sure it's locked make sure you have your purse make sure this and you're like I got it and then lo and behold you get an attitude and you don't have it so I go to Quebec City with no purse and I'm like okay law of attraction think positive this guy was super nice our uber driver and when we got out of the uber he was even like my wish for you in 2019 is to have an amazing and blissful life and we're like wow okay god like is jesus himself in our uber and i was like i don't think this guy is gonna like steal my wallet and go start shopping going crazy and then i look at um his like reviews on the uber app you can look now at pretty specific details and it said he's done over like 2500 rides and has five stars and amazing reviews so i'm like this guy really seems like a good guy I'm praying that we somehow can get a hold of him. But again, my phone's not working. So I basically have to tell the hotel in Montreal where we're going to stay in five days that they might be expecting an Uber to come and drop off a purse because that's what I texted 
um, Uber to do. And I'm tweeting Uber. Anyone that knows me knows this as well too. I'm always tweeting at brands. I don't even tweet at them. I just DM them. I'm not like sassy as hell being like, where's my stuff, Uber? I just DM them. So they're like, okay, we'll note this in the app. We'll note this under your file. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to Quebec City without a purse. I'm not freaking out. Again, something I've learned is like freaking out. It's not going to do anything like throwing a hissy fit and whining and bitching. Like that's not going to bring my purse back. If anything, I just needed to be calm and be like, okay, think about... What's the worst that's going to happen? I just have to replace everything. Yes, it sucks. I'm going to have to spend money, but like, that's it. Okay. So that was my thinking was like, it's all replaceable. And in my mind, I was like, I just feel like this guy's going to give it back. Like he was so nice. So I let it go. We get to Quebec city. It's freezing like two degrees. And we're like, okay, calling it a night. So the next day was our first full day in Quebec city. And we're like, okay. We need to take advantage of this. We need to see everything here. Um, And then we find out it gets dark at 4 p.m. 4 p.m., guys, is when it gets dark in uh, Canada, especially this time of year. So it's winter. It's freezing. It's 4. We're tired. But we're like, you know what? We need to take advantage of the day. So we get off the train station. um, And by the way, I I think I said I was going to bring this up. Trains are so cute to me. For Canada, we booked with Via Rail Canada or Via Rail Canada. I don't know whichever way you say it. I heard this was like one of the only ones in Canada, but trains are really smooth. There's way more space. There's outlets, there's tables. It's way easier to get around. You can put your luggage like right in the cart that you're in. I love going on trains. Like I slept like a baby. I was like on my um, computer doing work and not not, like actual work. I don't like to work when I'm on PTO. But, you know, if you want to access your laptop, watch a movie, it's really, really nice compared to a flight. Um, My sister and I were like actually facing each other so we could have a conversation. So I really love trains. And also make sure you have a copy of the pass on your phone or print it out because they do check them to make sure you didn't sneak on because it's actually kind of easy to sneak on trains. Um, So hot tip, do not sneak on trains and you will get fined if you do. I will tell that story in another podcast. Um, But you want to make sure you have that on your phone or... um, printed out so yeah via rail canada was the one that we used to book this train loved it the train station looks like harry potter we were literally taking pictures like the locals are probably like are these people out of their minds like taking picture of a train station but i was like it looks like a movie setting like it really looked like harry potter world so we were loving the trains loving the train stations so we did that and then get to our hotel put our stuff down of course we're ready for the day now day one in quebec city We start walking around and Quebec City is a lot older. It's actually like one of the first French, what is it, colonies that popped up in Canada. I pulled up a stat actually because I wanted to make sure I got this right. It's dating back to 1608 and it's called Old Quebec or Place Royale. And it has a ton of stone buildings, narrow streets. It has like a castle it's like cobblestone, bistros, boutiques. It's gorgeous. Like I was not, I didn't know what to expect because when you hear like old colonial town, that can mean a a ton of different things. And then when you hear that it's European and French, I'm like, okay, but I, I don't get what that specifically means as it pertains to like walking around and like, is it gonna be like once every five blocks there's a restaurant? Like you really just never know. 
So the lady at the front desk of our hotel, we stayed at the Hilton, by the way. It was a lot easier because of how big our group was. And we just booked the trip kind of late. So all the Airbnbs were sold out. So the hotel worked best. My dad travels a lot, so he gets a lot of uh, travel points too. So we stayed at the Hilton and we go to like the downtown area of Quebec City and we start walking. It's really cold. It's a little dreary. And I'm like, oh God, was Quebec City like the right place to pick? Like everyone said on that group to pick it. I looked it up. And so we keep walking and like there's really pretty architecture and everything does look like you're in kind of like a, a castle town. Like everything has the pointy ceilings and again, the cobblestone streets. So it was really nice to see that. And I'm like, okay, but where is like that one Christmas street they were talking about? I remember people were talking about how it's so Christmas decorated. So we finally get to this one street and we turn right and my heart flutters. I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. And I like scream my parents. I'm like, this is it. We made it. And they're like, wow, relax. (laughs) We're just in like a downtown area. And it is so cute. It's a a bunch of like shops pubs restaurants everything is super euro it's all decorated for christmas and i'm like this is what i wanted to see like all these cafes and everything's in french like oh my god i wanted to run up and down the street but i probably would have gotten arrested so i was like okay keep calm let's walk down the street but i'm just like grinning from ear to ear like this is what i wanted out of a christmas trip like the french setting the european vibe the snow the decorations the people, like this was all really important. And I was like, oh, this is finally like the feeling I've been waiting to have about coming to a city like this or a little town. We start walking and we're like, okay, well, we need to eat and maybe grab a drink. And we see a really, really cool English pub. So we run there. We just sit down. We have to thaw off. Remember, it's freezing. And we're from Florida and my mom's Puerto Rican. So we're not built for these cold weather. Like we're not going to stay the entire day outside. We have to kind of keep stopping and unthawing and drinking, making ourselves alcohol blankets. There's a lot of stuff you have to do to keep warm. So we go to the pub or drinking. We're all catching up. It was really fun. I, I really love those settings. Like I honestly die for those like Hallmark Christmas movie pub style scenes where it's just like a warm fire cold beer i'm with my family we're drinking we're laughing we're like making fun of all the crazy stuff that's happened and we've barely been there for 24 hours and then we start drinking some more and then we start drinking a little more and i'm like ah, i think this day is gonna turn into a pub crawl because that's the vibe that i'm getting i think we're about to do a family pub crawl I don't think we're doing any tours. I don't think we're doing any museums. I don't think we're doing a food and wine tasting. Like the way that my family is crushing these beers and ordering more rounds. It was one of those things where like someone would be almost done with their drink. And then they would be like, okay, well, I'm going to get another. And we're like, well, wait, I thought we were leaving after that drink. Well, if you're getting a drink, then I'm getting another drink. Well, if we're all getting drinks, then let's get shots. And that's where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to do a pub crawl today start drinking a little more we leave this pub and remember it's christmas so everything is christmas decorated which was amazing but then i was like well there's a christmas street like where we were was definitely christmas vibes and cute but i remember thinking like there was a specific street that everyone was raving about and everyone's like oh yeah that's called petite champlain and so i'm like we have to find that so we're on the hunt for Petit Champlain. We're asking everyone. It's really not that big, this whole district. Like, it's really easy to walk around. So I'm like, we have to be close. 
And once again, we take a turn and I'm like, this is it. And I almost cry. I don't know if it's because I'm kind of drunk. I don't know if it's freezing. I don't know if it's because I finally saw the like Google image that I had looked up. But it was exactly like it looked when I was trying to figure out if we should book this or not. Oh my God, it's straight out of Hallmark. There's carolers, there's like hot coffee shops, there's cafes, there's little like Christmas shops all over. I was like crying. I was so in shock that it looked exactly like it did in the Google image. And we're like, oh my God, we have to like walk all up and down this street. I want to see everything. I want to eat dinner here. I want to sleep here. I want to live here. Like I loved that area. So we start walking. And somehow, again, we're in like a pub crawl mindset. By the way, we didn't announce that we were like doing a rife pub crawl. It kind of was like, hey, we're drinking. Let's keep this party going. There's a sign outside of one of these cute little quaint restaurants that says fireball shots like $1 for like $6 for eight or something. And we're like, huh? Like it was a really good deal. It was like one of those college deals where you're like, is that even correct? Like what's the catch? Do we have to order an entree? So we're like, you know what? Let's go check it out. And again, warm up. At this point, we're disguising warming up as uh, drinking or drinking, disguising drinking as warming up. It was insane. We're like, okay, well, this was like 20 minutes after we had just left the other bar. So we see this sign, my brother and dad go in, my brother's just graduated, loves to party. So he's like, hey, what's that fireball deal? My dad starts catching on to my brother's energy. He's like, yeah, we want to know what's up. And the guy's like, yeah, it's the six for eight or whatever the hell it was. And so we find my sisters and my mom. And we're like, come on, come in here. We're going to do a fireball shot. I'm thinking this is like a quick in and out. Let's take a fireball shot. Keep it going. So it kind of was, we take the fireball shot. And by the way, this place is adorable. It looks like a log cabin in an old French village. Like I'm going to upload a picture. I'm going to actually upload a few pictures from this trip in an Instagram carousel and story. So you guys can see all the visuals of what I'm talking about. It was so cute. Like everything is light wood. They had like sleds on the wall as decoration. It was like uh, lit perfectly like you were in a cabin. It just felt so cozy and quaint. So we take one fireball shot and then I forget what happened that we decided to take another one. So we're just like taking fireball shots. Again, this is our first day here and I'm, and this is like the Christmas street where I'm thinking we're not going to be like drinking or doing anything crazy. But here we are on the Christmas Hallmark street taking fireball shots with my entire family. So again, we're just continuing the bar crawl. So we go down the street. There's a caroling group that's like actually professionals dressed up, reading out of the books. You know what it reminded me of? And this is the only thing I can compare it to and what's coming to my mind. Beauty and the Beast. When she's going through the town and, you know, everyone's singing. It's like right in the beginning of the movie. There must be more in this. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Pretty much nailed that, by the way. That song and that scene is exactly what I was thinking of with snow. Like that's what I can compare it to. So it's so cute walking around. We see more cute things and we're just like, you know what? Let's just keep walking around until we find something we want to like walk actually into or go inside. And then I just start pretending I'm a tour guide. Um, Again, this is after beer, fireball. I literally like put my hand up and stopping. I'm talking to my family. I'm going like here on the left, we have this here on the right. I have no idea. We're going to keep going straight. I don't know what the hell is up there, but we're going to keep walking. And I'm like, I really hope people don't think I'm an official walking tour guide because 
I really was acting like it. I was like, all right, tour's wrapping up. We're going to make it to our next destination. Like, out of control. Just imagine this. Like, a drunk person leading other drunk people. I mean, that's the definition of the blind leading the blind. In the middle of this Christmas town. So we're going through. We're having the time of our lives. We're drinking. We're going around. And then we find... I think we just start getting really hungry. We find this cute little Italian spot to eat dinner. And I'll be honest, I didn't write down too many restaurant names because we honestly usually have to like vote as a family what we want to eat because sometimes the family is like, no, quick in and out. Like, I just want to grab grab fast food and then bounce. And then some people are like, no, I want to do a sit down dinner. Like, let's just all hang out. So I don't like to book that stuff way in advance. Maybe like I'll get a list of restaurants for sure. Like I had a ton already just to make sure we weren't going in so blind. But we usually do that little family vote and then check Yelp or Google. So we spot this Italian area, excuse me, Italian restaurant. And my sister checks Yelp and we're like, we're going. So we go there. There's one person working. Like this guy is sitting people. He's the waiter. He's going up and ringing people out. Like it's literally one waiter basically working the whole area. It wasn't that big. There were probably like five tables, but still like people were coming in, people were walking out, people were trying asking questions, people were ordering wine. He's not really taking notes. He, he speaks only French. By the way, yes, can- Canadians are mostly French. Quebec City is like only French. It was like most people could speak English but you could tell it was their second language and it didn't come like super easy to them like we would have to repeat some things and I was like oh I think it's just because their native language is French and English really is like not that much not spoken that much here um and again the menus are in French so you either have to like ask for an English menu or look closely because sometimes the definitions would be right under so that was something that was interesting was that like he really was the only person working but he barely spoke English too. So we ended up being there for a while, but it turned out to be really fun. Like at this point we're drunk, we're talking, we're all catching up and we're like, okay, I think it's like time to wrap it up. I think we went to one other bar and then my whole family was like, we're, we're crashing. Like we got to go. But in my mind, I'm like, well, we're only going to be here for like three days. I really want to make the most of it. Like I'm trying to party. And my brother's like, you know what? Me too. Like, why don't we just go out? So my brother and I go out, we go to an Irish pub We make friends with, no, no, no. We go to an Irish pub. Then we go to another bar across the street. We drink like two glasses of wine there. We make friends with the bartender who's young. I think she was in college. So then now we're getting the inside local scoop. So we're not getting like the Google Yelp review, TripAdvisor places to go. She's like, oh, if you want this type of music, go here. If you want to drink this, go here. So I'm like, oh, this is super fun. So me and him go to a place that she recommended And it's so cool. It's definitely like a younger vibe. It was probably like the maybe college slash freshly graduated college scene. But also what was different, I think it was a Wednesday night. And I already was like, well, Wednesday nights are weird. It's the day after Christmas. No one's going to be here. By the way, the day after Christmas in Canada and a lot of European places is called Boxing Day. You can look up the definition. It's kind of similar to Thanksgiving where you're like, what are we celebrating? And it was celebrating when like, servants got to unbox their presents from their masters so take a look at that yourself but so it's boxing day and I'm like I don't really know if boxing day is a day that people go out and it's 10 p.m so I'm like I really don't think anyone's coming out but whatever they had like bottles of wine for half price so me and him are splitting a bottle of wine we're just like catching up bonding 
And then the later it got, the more people came, which is normal in a lot of European places. Like you don't go out till midnight. But again, it's the day after Christmas. It's a Wednesday. And no one was really there when we got there. But then people keep piling in and piling in. So I'm like, oh, I guess people are going out. So that was fun to go out in that area. Um, I honestly have no idea what it was called. Again, let's keep in mind, I was drinking like wine, fireball, and beer all day. So keeping note of these places wasn't my top priority. But it was super fun. Then the next day was my sister's birthday, and we were trying to figure out what to do because, again, we've never been here. It's freezing cold, so we're not trying to, like, be outside all day. So I was like, why don't we do a food tour so that we can see the area, actually get to know what we're doing and where we're going, and then have, like, traditional Canadian food. If you're like me, again, I'm thinking the only Canadian food that we're going to eat is, like, poutine, maple syrup, and... I don't even know, like, oh, Canadian bacon. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Let's do it. Let's book this food tour. So we booked the tour and it starts in the morning. And in my mind, from the tours I've been on, you get usually really small samples of food. So I was like, you know what? I think we should eat breakfast at the continental breakfast that we had at our hotel because these are all going to be like small samples. We were wrong. We start this tour at, uh, I forget what the first place was. Um, I'm going to find the link actually and put it in the show notes because it was a really great tour and I would recommend it. But they gave us breakfast poutine, which was even better than I imagined. It had like brisket, cheese curds, um, obviously the, the potatoes themselves. Like it was delicious. I was not expecting that. And so we're, and it was huge. And we're like, wait a second. We thought we weren't going to be getting like these huge bowls of it. So we have poutine. And it was so good. We go to our next place and it was in a a really, really famous restaurant in the area. And it was actually so famous that they didn't even have an area for the tour to sit down. So we had to sit in one of their like side rooms. It was almost like by the kitchen, but you could tell that they must have tours there come sometimes because it wasn't like we were just sitting in the kitchen. It actually had like seats and a table and silverware and everything, but it wasn't the main restaurant area. So we get like yellow pea soup. We get uh, salmon on a stick. There was something else we had. I think it was like shepherd's pie without actually being in the pie form. And it had ketchup on it. I didn't really love that one. But I did love the yellow pea soup. I love the salmon on a stick. It was like salmon and maple syrup. I know that sounds weird, but almost think of it like a glaze. And they, it's not like they doused it in maple syrup. It was just like a nice little glaze on it. That was delicious. So I loved that. And then the guy was saying, this is a really cool restaurant. If you have the chance, like I would go to the main area and check it out. So we go there and I'm like, okay, this is gorgeous. Like, why would he not just take us through the front and then go here? But I guess because it was packed and it was like the morning brunch time. So it was popping for brunch. It was so cute and cozy. That's a place like if I lived in Quebec City, I would be there every Saturday going to brunch with my friends because that's how amazing it was. What was even more amazing, which is a weird turn, is... The bathrooms, their bathrooms were like, I don't even know how to describe this. You go down, it looks like an open room and the walls are all like wooden and signed and splatter painted. There's a huge bathtub in the middle with, uh, like shower heads coming from the roof where people would come to wash their hands. So the water goes into the bathtub, like that's the sink. And then it's unisex. So it's like everyone just in there. I'm like, this looks like a club. And it, again, it's like a cozy, cute little restaurant. I'm uploading a picture of this bathroom because it was crazy. So that was just really funny to see. I'm like, never think just because you're in one side of the restaurant, you can't go see the other. Like I would make an effort to actually go see things if you're already in there. So that was really fun. 
Um, we went to a few more restaurants. One had Canadian bacon and mac and cheese. And it was like those really thick, fatty pieces of meat. And I was like, ugh, I'm not going to like this. I even was like, I, I honestly don't think I'm going to eat this dish. But then it was just sitting there and the mac and cheese looked so good. And it had some type of like black truffle pepper. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. Oh my God. It was delicious. It tasted like, like pulled, like a pork roast almost on top of the mac and cheese. So I ended up eating mine and my sister's because it was so good. If you ever go to Canada, you have to get that dish. And then their famous sweet treat, which is maple syrup frozen on a stick. And they actually let us make it. So you literally just put a stick down, pour a thing in maple syrup, and then start moving your stick, like winding up the syrup because it freezes. And you make this like little maple syrup pop almost, like popsicle. And it was delicious. And I remember being like, I'm not eating ball of maple syrup like that's weird but when it's frozen it literally tastes like frozen honey slash syrup it was actually really good you just have to be careful that it doesn't melt fast or it will get all over your jacket and hair like it started doing to me at the end of the trip uh end of the trip so again reminding you get stuck at four we're like okay wait a second we have been partying all day yesterday we slept in we did the tour so we're like, we need a nap. So we go to nap. And I remember their tour guide had told us a really good steakhouse that was in the train station that we had come in on. And he's like, it's really good. It's top rated. And then I look up on Google and it's top rated too. So we're like, you know what? My sister loves steak. Let's do that for her birthday. So we go there. Super French again. Like we were asking the cuts of steak because there were some that I've never heard of. Like I know Bavette's because... Bavette was actually a steakhouse in Chicago, but I didn't realize that was a cut of steak. So it's like the Boston cut, the New York cut, the Bavette cut. So we're asking and the girl can't really describe it. And I'm realizing, oh, she's in college. She's probably a waiter. She hasn't really like nailed the the English language, but you know what? That's actually my favorite part of traveling. I am not that person that goes somewhere and expects everyone to know English because it's the same thing as if I went to Spain and they were they were like, oh, you don't speak Spanish? Well, gotta go. Like, I'm in their territory. If anything, I should come with, like, a knowledge of the basic French language because that's what they speak. Does that make sense? Like, I would hope that when I... If people came here to America and they were Spanish, I would hope that I could be like, oh, I can speak a little bit, but, you know, unfortunately not, like... But I'm not going to always expect Spanish people to come visit. Like, you just never know. So, I'm like, it's not like the, this French girl was like, oh, well, I'm always expecting to talk to English people. She probably had French parents. She obviously only speaks French, went to French school. So, it was actually interesting. I That's why I really liked it because it felt like we were truly away from America. And their culture was just so different. So, that was really interesting. And the food and, and wine and steak was absolutely delicious. We had so many bread baskets. I go to a personal trainer, which you just heard on my podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so motivated to eat healthy over break. And I'm not going to eat bad. Like maybe one bad thing a day. That went out the window like day one. The French onion soup is literally made with bread baskets, bread inside of it. Every place you go, there's bread, bread, bread. You know what's weird? Every place along with a bread basket would have like a thing of coleslaw which was so weird. I wasn't expecting that. You would think coleslaw, at least in the States, is like barbecue. This was crazy. There was coleslaw at this steakhouse that came out with our bread basket. And I was like, uh, I think they just gave us a side of coleslaw by accident. And they're like, no, no, this is like part of your appetizer. 
So that was just really funny. So we ate there, delicious again. That's called the Charbon Steakhouse, C-H-A-R-B-O-N. And again, whatever I remember, I'm going to link in the show notes. You guys don't have to worry. The next day, we did the Castle Hotel, which is probably like one of the biggest things Quebec is known for. It's called, and bear with me, the Fairmont Le Chateau Frontenac. I probably just said all that wrong. I hope someone French is able to uh, dissect this and hopefully get back to me and teach me how to pronounce all this. But it was, I mean, it looks like a real castle. Like, you know, when you hear Castle Hotel, I'm thinking of like, okay, what does that mean? Is it like a Disney hotel? Like, even though Disney does do things really big, I was like, uh, I don't, I don't really know what this means. We get there. It's huge. It actually looks like a real castle. Like, I don't even know how this is a hotel because it seems like there would be like 40,000 rooms. That's how big this place is. Um, I took a million pictures. You go inside again, making a Beauty and the Beast reference. It literally looks like Beauty and the Beast. This also tells you how much I relate my travels to Disney movies. So it's also decorated super Christmas, all decked out. They actually had like a Christmas tree competition with what it seemed like companies. I don't know if they were maybe like vendors of the hotel or it was a contest or something, but they had all these different trees that like one had, um, like wishes all over it on paper that so the whole thing was made of paper the other one they had like paint splashes all over and paint splatters it was just really cool they had one that was upside down so we were just walking around checking that out there's a really really beautiful restaurant inside but the wait was insane and it was like a million dollars like literally two hundred dollars for like a spaghetti plate and we're like "Mm, we're gonna save our money there let's keep it moving so we just did a little like walk around the hotel took so many pictures And then right outside in the back is the river. The river's frozen, so it's insane because you can actually look across and it looks like a whole nother like country. But I wish it was a little bit warmer so that there wasn't so much fog, but it was really, really cool to see that. And there was tobogganing. If anyone doesn't know what tobogganing is, it's like a sled and it literally is just It's like the sled you would see in a children's book. It's not like the ones that are uh, like modernized. It's really like a round piece in the front and like a wooden board. And then just like, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like ropes. It's insane. So you have to rent the toboggans and you just walk up this hill and you go down the hill. It's like they carved out lanes. You can go down. It's not just like you go up whenever you want. But in my mind, I'm looking at the hill. and like, it's really not that big. Like this is going to take two seconds we're in and out, whatever. So we start carrying the toboggans up. Again, you have to rent it and carry it yourself. It's not like a it's not like a wet and wild where they just have the floaties going right up and then you write them down. It's a lot more manual labor than that. And so we start carrying it. I'm like, these are heavy. And my two sisters are in front of me. I forget what my brother was doing. Oh, he had gone up to um, see his girlfriend. She was going to meet us in Montreal. So he left earlier than us. But so it's us and we're walking and my they're like struggling and i'm like if you guys let this go and it hits me i'm going to die like i'm i'm walking on ice this isn't like a carved out thing that you just walk up you're really just walking on like an icy hill and so we're walking up and you have to stay in line and i'm like if they drop this we're all dead so i'm like pausing we're taking breaks it's basically like a orange theory workout up this hill and we get there and you can go three at a time so we're like well, obviously we're going to go together and we sit it's so weird. They like have a, a lever to hold up the toboggan while you're getting situated. And my sister like stepped on it wrong and like almost went flying. That was really scary. And then we sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm confused. Is there like a seatbelt? Are we getting a helmet? Like, 
how are we going down this toboggan slide with like no protection? There's literally nothing. Like it's just ice lanes in between you two. And then there's like a little baby wall. But I'm like, uh, the way you're going down this, we kept watching people. They were flying. And so I'm like, I really don't get how we're going to do this. But again, in your mind, you're like, oh, it's not that high. So we go to sit down in the thing. And then I'm looking and I'm like, this is actually high. Like if I, and I'm like the bigger one out of my sisters because I'm older. I'm again, I'm five, nine, like they're little baby, 21 year olds, 23. I'm like, I'm going to go like flying off this lane and like get airborne. Like that's what I'm thinking. Or I'm going to like fly over the hill at the end. And I'm like, you know what though? We're already here. Obviously no one's gotten hurt. If I get hurt, whatever, it's going to be a funny story because I don't know at this point how I'm going to turn back. Like I'm already up. So I'm like, okay. And they let go the lever and you go at the same time. And we go flying. As I've said a million times too, it's like five degrees. The ice is burning my face because it's so cold. I'm screaming. I'm not like, woohoo, get it. I'm like, ah, oh my God, oh my God. My sisters are screaming. My other sister too, she got up there and she's like, I'm like kind of scared. I don't know if I want to go down. We're freaking out, but it goes really quick. You're done in like 10 seconds. It was just so funny because looking at it from far away, you're like, it's really not that bad. And then you get up there and you're literally flying. I think my parents took a video. We're trying to find it to see if we have a close-up just so you can see. But it is super fun. Like, you have to go tobogganing at some point because that was, like, one of those experiences that I could have been like, oh, whatever, it's just a little hill. Who cares? But I'm glad we did it, even though it, like, hurt really bad at the end. My beanie cap almost went flying, too. So the end of the video, it literally looks like I'm, like, a cone head because my beanie cap is so high up on my head. It was, like, ridiculous. So that was extremely fun. Um, and this was the last day in Quebec City. So I'm like, we saw everything we wanted to see. Like we did the food tour. So we got that uh, traditional cuisine. We saw the Petite Champlain, which is the Christmas tree. We did the castle, which is like their big main attraction. We ate French food. We did the bars and pubs. So I was like, I'm like satisfied with this. If anything, I would go back when it's warm just so I could see that all warm again. Um, but it's again, super quaint, French uh, very cozy, very colonial. I loved that castle. I want to go back and like stay in it, but highly recommend Quebec City, which is in Quebec. Back story here. I forgot that Canada is a bunch of provinces. So same thing as like states. And I'm thinking Quebec City, like that's just the name of, I thought Quebec was just short for Quebec City. Quebec is the province and Quebec City is in the province. So it's the same thing as New York, New York. New York City is in New York. Quebec City is in Quebec. So when my mom, I tasked her with trying to find Airbnbs before the trip and she accidentally booked one and it was like not even in Quebec City, but she's like, no, it's in Quebec. Like this is it. Cause she was thinking, oh, Quebec is Quebec City. And so that's something that again, if you're going to do any type of foreign or international trip, look at a map because if I hadn't looked at that, we would have gone and we would have been like in the middle of nowhere in Quebec or just outside of the skirt outskirts of the city because I wasn't even aware of that. So Quebec City is in Quebec, which is gorgeous. So then we go back to Montreal. At this point, again, the drinking age there is 18. So I'm almost 28. I don't need my passport to show. I don't need my credit cards because we're on a family trip. Like I, my dad was paying for most of this. Thanks dad. Love ya. Um, 
And I was like, if anything, I'll Venmo you for things. You know what I mean? Like I, my Venmo and my bank account are still open so I can just Venmo you for whatever I need to. So I wasn't that worried. I was like, this just sucks because at some point I am going to have to like take a little break from this trip and go to the United States embassy in wherever we are, get a new passport. I'm probably gonna have to pay like a hefty fee. So I was just kind of like preparing for that little dark cloud, but I was like, you know what? We'll get there when we need to. Um, so we go back to Montreal on the train. Again, the same exact train, the Via Rail or Via Rail, whatever you want to call it. Um, I would say for a round trip, I want to say it was $100 a person. So $50 each way. Um, oh my gosh, one of the biggest things I forgot to tell you guys, the Canadian dollar right now compared to the American dollars is 75 cents to the dollar. So think of you're getting everything there 25% off. That was really hard for us to wrap our head around at first because we were get we would look at the menu and it would say like uh, here's an example, like the steaks is $30 and we're like, "Oh, it's you know, expensive." And I'm like, "Wait a second. 30 Canadian dollars. Okay, so take like a fourth of that because everything is again it's like 25% off that means this is like 20 something dollars so we would keep looking at the menu and we're like oh my god this is crazy so like when we booked these train tickets it was like 800 something I'm like god that was expensive but I'm like wait a second no it was like 600 dollars and then if you divide 600 by six people that's a hundred dollars and then a hundred dollars divided by the two ways that's 50 so I'm like okay so think about it instead of taking a plane ride that could be over $100. We took a train, which was much smoother and easier to relax in and talk to people for $50. So that's why I like trains better if they have them. And if it's not, you know, some garbage train that's like always late and takes the wrong uh, routes or whatever it is. But I was obsessed with the train and highly recommend taking a train wherever you can. That's what I did a lot last year in London. I went to three different cities in England um, from London. So if there are ways to get around by train, I would suggest doing that. So we get there, we get to Montreal, and now this is like Saturday of our trip. We were there from Christmas Day through January 2nd. So we spent like the 25th, I want to say the 28th in Quebec City. And so now we're back in Montreal. It's still freezing. It's not like the weather changes and it still gets dark at four. So we have to keep this in mind. Like if you're trying to see everything before the sun sets, you do have to kind of get up early so that you're not just getting your day started at like one or two and then you're like well wait gotta wrap it up it's almost four because your body also starts thinking it's time for bed you know like when it gets dark at four in my mind I'm like oh my god it's seven I'm like wait it's four so that's just something that our body clocks were really not used to and we were like wait we we gotta like wrap it up early (laughs) so we get there and we had booked a Segway tour we see the Segway instructions and it's like Go to the old port area, which I'll get to in a second. It's gorgeous. And meet us in front of the blah, blah, blah sign. And so we get there. We're on time. Again, what I said, whatever you think the time is, double it to get there. So we get there like with 30 minutes left until the tour. And we still don't see the sign. I'm like, I don't see a Segway sign. I don't see people on Segways. I don't see a a tour area. I don't even see like a sign or anything. And so we call them and again, my dad's like having really bad service because we're technically international and the person speaking French, they have really poor English. And so we're like, I think we're going to miss this Segway tour, but we paid a lot of money. So finally they find us and it's like inside a fence and the Segways are locked up in like a luggage unit. I mean, luggage unit, storage unit. And I'm like, 
Okay, how are we supposed to know this? So if that's my only feedback for this Segway tour, I'll get to it in a second, was like making it way more clear where to meet. So luckily, no one was dumb enough to do a Segway tour in 10 degree weather. So we didn't ruin anyone's day by being late. It was just our little group. By this time, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my brother's girlfriend has joined us. And what I did like about this Segway tour is they knew we were going to be freezing. They actually had all this extra equipment ready to give to us. They had like extra snow pants, extra like things to go around your neck. They had face masks, face masks. They had gloves, like hand warmers, extra like beanies, like all this stuff that I just wasn't expecting. And in my mind, like I was just in Chicago for five years where it was basically this cold for six plus months. So I already had a lot of the stuff that I thought I needed. Like I had two pairs of gloves. I was wearing three pairs of leggings. I had ear warmers. I had beanie caps. I had a super thick like puffer jacket. So I'm like, I'm going to be fine. But the girl was like, I'm telling you, once we start going on the Segway, the cold air is just going to get to you. So luckily they had all this equipment. So I put all of it on and my family's ready to go. We're bundled up. And we start going, and the old port is by the river, the St. Lawrence River. Um, It's so cute, though. There's a Ferris wheel. There's all these little shops. You can tell in the summer, like, that's the spot to be because there was a music stage. There was this whole area of bars and restaurants that was just closed because it was, like, winter break and freaking freezing. So we didn't get a chance to see that. But I'm like, I have to come back in summer and actually see this part because that was, like, the coolest part of it. So we get to... um, we start the Segway tour and we literally go 15 feet and all of us were like, oh my God, how on God's earth are we going to do an hour of this? Like my hands are like cramping because they're so cold. My toes, I like can't even feel them. My eyes are like glossed over. I'm like, I, I don't really know what we were thinking. Maybe we thought it was more in the city. So I thought the buildings would block it more. And that was not not really the case. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to do? But we're like, well, we paid for it and we're learning all this stuff. So let's just keep it going. So we do the Segway tour. We get to see a lot of like the old port area, learn a lot about Montreal, which is interesting. But to be honest, it was so cold. Like it was one of those trips where you had to mentally be like, okay, I'm fine. We're fine. This is almost over. We're good. This is almost over. And I felt like towards the end, I wasn't even listening to what she's saying. I was like, breathe in and breathe out. You're warm. You're okay. Like I was out of control because I was, all I could think about was getting back to the area so that we could like literally just heat up under a heater. So finally she's like, okay, I think she even said like, we're just going to go back a little bit early. I know everyone's cold. And by this point, all of us had learned to like really get the segways going. So I'm like full steam ahead. I'm like level 100 speed segwaying back to the thing. She's like, whoa, hold on. Like my brother and I are like zooming, like doing turns around people. I was like, get the hell out of the way. I got to get back to this heater. So we get to the heater and we're literally like screaming of joy. We're like, oh my God, thank God. They had a heater where the segways were. So she's like, you can just sit here and like thaw out. And I was literally like lifting my feet up to the heater. I was about to do a handstand and have someone like hold my legs up. My, I swear, I I thought I like had frostbite in my hands and my feet. I was wearing fuzzy ass socks, like those really, really fuzzy ones that you would only wear during like the holidays with socks under it and really thick combat boots. And it was still a met, like I was so cold. I was almost crying. I had to actually the whole Segway tour, just um, keep my hands and fists 
and then use my fist to actually move the Segway. So another hot tip from this podcast is if you're going to do a Segway tour, never do one in the winter. Um, again, it was gorgeous. It was fun. We learned so much, but it, w- it started to get really overwhelming towards the end because it was so cold and we like could not focus. So once again, the way to thaw out is eating and drinking. So we just walk around and the old port is so freaking cute. Like again, if I lived in Montreal, this is the place I would be every weekend. There's really cute restaurants and bars. And we see this one place that's called like the spaghetti factory in French. I'm not even going to attempt to say what it actually is called but in the english translation is spaghetti factory so we walk in there and there's a line it's not that big it's like 10 people it was a pretty big restaurant so we're like we're fine we want like a hearty meal we need spaghetti we need like hot noodles in our body to heat this like cold out of it and so we're waiting and we sit down and we're like oh my god i start looking around i'm like this is so cute once again it's like an old french village vibe like lots of wood it has a wine cellar area amazing spaghetti uh, all the waiters are french again and i'm like i love this like i if i could dream up how i wanted my lunch to look on a cold winter day in a french area it would be this place like it was perfect it was one of those places, you know when something is better than you can imagine that you want to cry? I don't know, maybe that's just me. I'm an emotional gal. But I was like, this is so pretty. Like, I, I honestly just want to cry. <laughs> like, I'm here. We had so much fun. We were, like, making fun of how cold it was. No one was in a bad mood. Like, you know when you're traveling and your family has very different preferences, preferences people are going to get mad. People are going to get pissed off. People don't have enough sleep. People didn't like this, like that. And I'm like, everyone was just like, Thank God we're warm and thank God there's alcohol. So we order like two bottles of wine. We order huge things of spaghetti. And at this point, that holiday diet that I thought I was going to go on, that's out the window. I'm eating like ragu, like beef, noodles, bread, butter, baskets, whatever is in sight is in my body. So that was so much fun. We stayed there for like two hours. And then we walk outside. Remember I told you there was a line when we walked in, like 10 people? We walk outside. The line is out the door all the way, like, around the block. There's probably, I'm not even making this up, like, 40 people in line. And we're like, wow, we got here right on time because it was right at that place between, like, lunch and dinner. But we hadn't really eaten since that morning. And so I was like, we made it right on time. So if you're ever going to go to Old Montreal, you have to go to this place because obviously it's pretty much famous. And again, it's the Spaghetti Factory is the English version. I think the French version is like Le Usine Spaghetti. I'm not even going to attempt to say it. I'm just going to put it in the show notes. So that night, funny enough, the power of Instagram shows me that my friend that married a Canadian and they had their wedding in Montreal, she was there and I saw her Instagram story and she went to this place called like the Miracle Pop-Up Bar and it's all Christmas decorated. I'm like, oh my God, we have to go. We haven't seen a Christmas market. The whole point of coming during Christmas time and picking these two cities was to go to a Christmas market. So I'm Googling it and I see that there's this miracle pop-up bar that it ends the next night. It was a Saturday, it ended Sunday. I was like, I don't care, I'm going. Like if we're tired or if we're full, I don't care. I just wanna see it. Like, I'll go by myself. And my family sees my friend's story and they're like, oh no, that's so cute. We have to go. So we go there. We're waiting in line. And then this is when the whole losing the purse thing becomes a big deal because the guy is like, okay, I need like everyone's age. How old are you? And like proof of identification. And I'm like, oh my God. Well, okay. I don't think I look 18. 
If I do, that means my skincare is working amazing. But I'm like, he has to let me in. I'm obviously not 18. But I'm like, I don't know if it's just because it's a pop-up bar. So they have to be a little more strict. Um, and if you've never been to a pop-up bar, that means they only have a license uh, for a few months or weeks to do some type of like really cool theme in that space. So it always it doesn't always have to be a bar too. Like it could just be an advertising campaign or a fun museum or something. So this was ending again the next day. And I'm like, God, if I don't see this, I'm going to be so upset. So luckily my mom is like Miss Chatty Cathy. My dad's super friendly. And the guy's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'll put you guys next on the list. And he kind of forgets about the whole identification thing. If anything, it's probably because my younger siblings and that my brother's girlfriend look young. So that might've been the only reason, but I was like, he has to let me in. So we get in and it was so freaking cool. Oh my God. They had gingerbread decorating. They had Christmas songs playing. There was wrapping paper all over the walls. Everything was a Christmas cocktail name. Um, anything Christmas was in that bar. Like you wouldn't look one wall and there wasn't a Christmas decoration. There was one side of the bar that had like snowflakes all over it. They had snowflakes coming from the ceiling. There's ornaments coming from the ceiling. It was like Christmas threw up in this bar and I couldn't have been happier. We were having the time of our lives. Like we were so happy. We were drinking all these Christmas cocktails. We made a gingerbread house that looked like shit, but it was so fun to make. Like I would do that all over again. That was probably one of my favorite nights that we had. So if you're ever in Montreal during Christmas, make sure you look up the Miracle Bar and that you know the exact dates because if we would have looked one day later, we would have missed it and I would have been pissed. Um, the Christmas cocktails, though, were a little expensive. So we actually didn't end up drinking that much there. I think we got one drink. And then, again, it's so dark that you it feels like it's midnight and it's like 7 but it's only like eight or nine. And my brother and his girlfriend were like, well, his girlfriend, it was his fir- her first night there. So they're like, well, we want to go out. And I was like, you know what? I'll go out with you guys. So my mom and dad are tired. My younger sister doesn't really like drinking around the family. She wants to get like turned as hell with her friends at her college clubs. My other sister will be in the middle. She'll be like, I'll go or I won't go. And she was like, I'm tired. So I go out with them and we're just wandering like, they may had made friends earlier that told them the streets to go on. So we're just wandering and we're waiting in one line at the bar. I mean, at, at this place that just had like a packed line outside. And this girl's talking to us and she's being super nice. And she's like, oh my God, so whose list are you on? And we're like, list? And she's like, this is uh, like the VIP line. And we're like, this is the VIP line? Because it was so long. And she's like, yeah, that's the general line over there. And we look and that line is like double. And so I'm like, you know what? It's too cold. This whole street is bars and restaurants and clubs. So I'm like, we're not like waiting that long. Like we just, let's just go to another place, get a drink. We can bar hop all night. It's not a big deal. So we go to a place and we just take a left turn. We hear like, I think we just heard rap music coming out of it. And we're like, okay, this looks fun. We go in. I have never seen a place like this. It's like a skateboard bar. I don't even know how this gets set up, but it's like straight up grime skaters. Like this isn't like, haha, skater boy, skater girl, punk rocker vibe. Like these are straight up guys that love to skate that this is like their hangout. So when I'm saying that, what I'm also saying is it's not like it's like smelling good. People aren't dressed up. It's not like it's like a super eclectic, fun place to get a cocktail. If anything, it was just fun to see that experience because again, that's nothing like I've never seen that in any of the places I've lived or traveled. So I was like, you know what? I can appreciate that this is different, but I'm definitely not gonna spend my entire night here. So I was like, let's just get a drink and then we'll go. 
Funny thing too about Canadian money, they do have like the Canadian dollar, um, is it's this material that won't rip. Like you could probably only rip it with your teeth, but it literally won't rip and it's beautiful. It looks like artwork. There's like clear on it. There's holograms. There's bright colors. It literally looks like a piece of art. Like I, I kind of want to just take one and frame it because it's so pretty. So we're going to the ATM. We're getting all this like Canadian money and we're like, okay, well, let's leave this like skateboard bar and see what else is out there. So then we go to another place and we're in line. And again, no one's in line, but there's, we hear music and this guy is like, this group of guys behind us was like, oh, did you guys get on the list? I'm like, God, what street are, like, is this like a celebrity street? Why are none of these places allowing us in? And it's not that late. And then it must have been because we were only a group of three, just me, my brother and his girlfriend. The bouncer was like, oh, you know what? You guys are fine to come in. Just give me one second. And then he, I didn't have my ID and I was like, I don't have my ID. I'm sorry. And he's like, that's fine. Can you just take off your hat? And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean take off my hat? Like, do you think I'm like hiding something under here? Or do you need to see my face? Like, I was so unclear about why I had to take off my hat. And he's like, all right, you're good. You can go in. I'm like, okay. So I just had to show the top of my head and that proves that I'm in my late twenties. Okay. So we get in and this was way cooler. Like this is a bar. If I lived there, I would be going to, it's like, uh, they're playing good music. It's a really long, long bar. So there were like seven bartenders. So it wasn't that hard to get a drink. What I love about Canada, and this is actually really true in a lot of European countries, is when you go to pay, they bring the credit card machine out with them. So just like right there, they'll literally take it right in front of you, put your card in, and then you type in your information and then you're done. So it's not like they like go up to their own register and cashier, swipe it, bring back the paper, sign it. Like it's a lot more efficient than that. So that's why I liked getting drinks at these places because it was so easy. So we go to do that and we're having so much fun. It's, there's like, um, it's a little more like eclectic and darker, like moody, but it's playing like rap music. It was definitely a mix of like millennials boys and girls, different ethnicities. Like it was a really cool bar. So I'm glad we went there. We ended up staying the whole night there. Um, I was like not expecting to stay the whole night there because again, we went out pretty early, like 9.30 or 10 and I was kind of losing steam. And I was like, oh, I'll stay for an hour or two. And we ended up staying till they turned on the lights at the end. <laughs> so I still like to party guys. Um, so that was really fun. I would definitely go there. I'm trying to remember the name. If I do remember it, I'll link it in the show notes. So... The next day, I think this is like one of our last days, we are like, okay, we cannot be like drinking anymore. Things get dark at four. Let's just like see what we can see here. So we go to the Notre Dame Basilica and that is really pretty. There was a really, really long line outside because obviously people want to go in and see it and pray and actually go see the inside of this gorgeous building. We were too cold to wait in line and we're like, let's just get pictures in front of it. So that whole area is cool too. That's like the heart of the whole like downtown area. And so it was really nice just to be there. So we took pictures in front of it and we're like, let's go eat. Again, a lot of this trip is about eating and drinking. And we go to, um, what was it called? It was called the Marche. I wrote it down. De Villette. It's M-A-R-C-H-E de Villette. It might be Villette. I don't even know. V-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. And it is an adorable, like, French village restaurant. I could have stayed there all day. It's cozy. Again, there's probably, like, 10 tables. 
the walls are decorated as if you're in a log cabin up in the snow. They're playing like, like cheery French music. I was dying. I was like, I could sit. It was New Year's Eve day. And I was like, I could stay here all day. And I was like, you know what? Let's get a bottle of champagne. So again, I don't have my wallet. So I just Venmo dad for the champagne. I was like, I'm going to get the champagne bottle because I'm trying to enjoy this. I'm trying to get a buzz at this beautiful French village restaurant because I'm obsessed. So we stay there. Of course, I get French onion soup again. I mean, this place was so cute. I loved it. Um, We had like a really classic French meal. We had... Uh, we all had sandwiches that were on like French baguettes and it was literally like, (laughs) this is so American, but it was literally like Panera, but in real life. So I'm getting like the real French onion soup, the real baguette, the real sandwich, the panini, whatever it is. So Panera in real life is, is what this restaurant was. There was also one place that when I was trying to look up places, um, to go and things to do, I was looking at Airbnb experiences. That's a really good tip if you're going somewhere and you're like, I really have never heard of this place. I don't know what to do. I don't know friends that have been. That was kind of the predicament I was in. I was like, I know people that like have been to Canada, but it's either different places or it's not this exact spot that we're going to or it's not in the winter. So I went on Airbnb experiences and there was this really cool experience where this local French lady would take you around to show you some of the main spots and then do a little French lesson. And I tried to book that, but she was actually already booked up for the whole week we were there. But she said, we're going to end at a really cool local spot called Mandy's Cafe. So in my mind, I kept thinking, I really want to go to that cafe because in her pictures and the experience, it looked really cool. So lo and behold, this Mandy Cafe is right around the corner from the place we went. Like we turned left and it was right there. So we go in there and it is adorable. Like, Oh my God, they had um, amazing desserts, colorful juice. The the floor, I think, was like black and white checkered. And they had a pink velvet couch in the back. Like, it was so cute. I'm going to upload pictures of that too. But Google it too. Mandy's Cafe in Montreal. Obsessed. We stayed there. I had already eaten, but I got a hot chocolate and a dessert. Because at this point, I was baby Shamu. And I was like, I don't even care anymore. Remember too, it's New Year's Eve day. So you have to be like cognizant of the hours and when things are closed and open and are they going to close right when you walk in so that was something that I just wanted to make sure that we got to see before New Year's Day where things were actually probably closed so at this point remember my purse is still lost and I'm following up with Uber like every day I'm like hello have you talked to my Uber driver I see that he's done over 2,500 rides like I just don't get how you haven't heard back from him and they're like oh we're having a hard time getting in touch with him And so in my mind, I'm like, well, I guess I lost it. Like, we're just going to have to go to the embassy. And then I Google the hours and it's like embassy closes at blah, blah, blah time. I'm like, oh God, we're going to have to just like get this over before we go out for New Year's Eve. And I check one more time. This is the day of. And I'm like, hey, just want to check one last time. Um, You know, it does look like my Uber driver has done a lot of rides. He was a really nice guy. Like, I'm just checking in one final time to see if he returned it. Law of attraction, people. He's like, they get back and they're like, yep, great news. He returned it to the green Uber light center, whatever the hell it's called, green light center. And I'm like, oh my God. And I look up the hours and it closes at six and we're at this place and it's four. And I'm like, I am not messing around. Like we have to get there. So we finish our meal. We do the Manny's cafe thing. And my dad's like, I'll go with you, you know, in case anything happens, my phone's not working. So we go there. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, I can't wait to get my purse back. I don't have to get any new shit. I only had to cancel my cards. Those are easily replaceable, but now I don't have to pay for my ID. 
Funny thing, my passport was in my luggage the whole time. So we figured that out actually earlier before this story happened. But my we found my passport in my luggage and I forgot because my dad needed it to check in one of the hotels. So that's something that I did not have to worry about. So really, I was only worried about the cards, my actual like Florida driver's license and then all the stuff in it because I had like some cash. I had just like little like knickknacks. So I get, we get to the Uber like help center. It's actually called like a green light center. And that's where Ubers are supposed to drop off lost stuff. So I walk in and I'm like, I have this purse. They told me it's here. Here's my case number, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, oh, um, let me go check. Looks like we don't have it. I'm like, what? okay, first of all, you looked for 60 seconds. How do you not have it? Second of all, why would they tell me this specific address? This is the Uber help center. The guy was instructed to bring it here and then Uber told me it was here and it's confirmed here. So what are you saying? Like someone either stole it, a worker stole it, or you're not looking in the right spots. He also went into a back room that had like 12 lockers and it looked like he checked one of them. And I was like, look, I don't know if the lockers are split up by case number or what, but like, I would really appreciate if you could recheck. We, we Ubered all the way here. It wasn't that close. It was like 15 minutes outside of the city. It's not like downtown Montreal. And I'm like, can you please check again? Keep in mind, he only speaks French too. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna have like such a hard time trying to explain that I need everything. And he's like, okay, let me look again. And he looks again and I find a picture of it because when my mom, it was actually my mom's purse that she let me borrow. And she had taken a picture when she bought it. And so I showed them that. I'm like, this is what the purse looks like. Like, I'll tell you exactly what's in it. Cause you know, sometimes when you lose stuff, they want to confirm that you know what's in it to prove that you didn't steal it. And I'm like, here's what's in it, blah, 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 fiber powder. And they both like stop and look at each other and they're like, fiber powder? And I'm like, yeah, it was like this little bag of fiber powder. And then they're like, and I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my God, they probably thought it was drugs. Remember this fiber powder is like white powder it's not like a different color it's not off-white it's not cream it's straight up white ground up powder and i had put it in a plastic bag because i didn't want to carry the whole jar of it around because it wouldn't even fit in my purse so i was like i just need a little plastic bag so whenever we go to eat i can sprinkle it in my water and so they're like looking at each other and talking and they're like what was the bag what did it look like what was in it and i tell them again and then the girl this other girl pops in and she's like um we returned that to the police i'm like what my purse is at the police station and she's like yeah i'm like okay whatever that's fine as long as we know it's like in someone's hand can you give me the address so we can go there and she's like well i called 911 and i'm like you you called 911 because of a purse and also even if that was illegal drugs, why would you call the emergency hotline and not just call the actual police station saying, hey, someone returned a purse. We think there's something illegal in there. That makes no sense. So I'm like, okay, wait, wait. So you're telling me I need to call 911 on my phone to get my lost purse back? And she was like, as if it was totally normal. She's like, yeah, that's what we did. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't seem right. Could you just give me the name of the police station and I'll call the police station but also, can I borrow your phone because I cannot make international calls? And she's like, no. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I just lost my purse. I don't have anything. I just need my purse back. Like, it has everything in it. And she's like, sorry, you're, you are not permitted to use my phone. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know what? She probably thinks I'm a criminal 
who had drugs in my purse, who's like on the hunt to get my Coke back and I'm going to steal her phone too. And I was like, I'm, and I was like being really calm because I do hate when people get really irrationally mad because when has that ever worked out? Like when has ever freaking out on a customer service representative or someone really worked and if it does work I never feel good about it if I'm like hey where the hell's my purse I'm gonna press charges like let's say she was gonna let me use her phone I wouldn't really end that night being like oh I'm so glad I talked to her that way like I am very empathic in that way where I'm like you know what I'm not gonna yell at her but I was getting frustrated so I was like look it's New Year's Eve everything's gonna be closed tomorrow and then we leave the following day like I absolutely need my purse because everything's in there and then I think she finally realizes like okay it's me and my dad we're not gonna do anything so she finds out the name of the station and gives us the address and she's like it's right around the corner so I'm like oh thank god so we go to the corner excuse me we go to the police station where we walk there it's freezing again it's snowing it's icy this isn't like a walk in the park we get there and someone's ahead of us and I'm like oh my god now we're also going to be late to this nighttime event our whole plan was to pregame for the event that we were planning to go to for new year's eve and then um what time did it start I think doors opened at 10 so like we should get there around like 9 9 30 because we were going with my parents so I wanted to make sure they had a place to sit down and right now it's like six ish so I'm like you know girls we take a while to get ready like I'm trying to do fake lashes youtube tutorial makeup like go all out and I was like I I think I also needed to like find an outfit I don't even remember what happened actually I skipped a whole day because I don't even remember it because we just shopped all day and I hate shopping but in my mind I was like oh my god I wanted to find like a, a last minute outfit so now I'm like okay uh I don't know how this is gonna go <laughs> so we walk up to the police station and I'm like hi like uber told me to come here blah 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 I think you guys have my purse and she's like well why would they send it here? And I'm like, oh my God. So the police station isn't going to have it either. And she's like, yeah, like any idea why they would send it to this police station? And I was like, I have no idea. My phone's not working. Uber told me their place. I got to the Uber place. They told me here. Here's the post-it note. She wrote the address down. Like, can you please just check Lost Mountain? She's like, no, no, I can't. I'm just like, that's weird. They would send us the person. I'm like, I know. And I, and then so I told her, and she's like, I, I told her, I was like, I honestly think it's because I have this like fiber powder in there that they may have thought was an illegal substance. And that might be the reason why it's here. And she goes, okay, what does it look like? And I thought she was talking about the powder. So I go, well, it's white. It's in a plastic bag. And she's like staring at me like, what? Like I was I was not helping myself getting this purse back. Like at this point, she's again thinking I'm describing a bag of drugs. And my dad's like, Chelsea, she's talking about the purse. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's black. It's just, it has a thick strap, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, let me go look. And she comes out and I'm, I see it. I'm like, oh, thank God. And it's in an evidence bag. Like they had a full blown evidence bag around it. And I don't know what happened, but she's like, why don't you look in there and tell me that everything is good in there. Like you have all your stuff. My ID is in there. My credit cards are in there. My gloves are in there. My hand sanitizer, my gum everything's in there except guess what the fiber powder and so I told her I go oh is that the reason why they turned it in I'm assuming you guys had to like test out the powder and she's like no honestly we didn't even see powder I'm assuming whoever got your purse looked through it and thought they were gonna have a fun time and took out the bag I was like oh my god so someone is walking around with my fiber powder 
probably trying to snort it so it's going to do nothing for them or they're drinking it and they're going to have a great gut because they have fiber powder. So I was just pissed because I bought that from my girl Ingrid in Monaco. Shout out to Ingrid de Lamar Kenny. She has this amazing fiber powder called Simply Inulin. It was not cheap. Luckily, I was smart enough not to put the entire bag in this plastic bag, so I do have leftover. But I pretty much put like a quarter of it in there and I lost that. So someone's walking around again with a flat tummy or snorting it and getting no results. So that was my purse gate story and how I spent New Year's Eve evening at the police station. So we rush back and we're like, okay, we have to get ready. We have to pregame. Talk about the New Year's plans. This was probably the hardest part about planning the trip because think about this. We have a 21-year-old all the way up to like a 50-something-year-old. And I'm like, my parents party. Anyone that knows us, like they love going to Tallahassee to visit my sister, to go to the bars. They'll day drink. They'll go to tailgates. But I'm like, they, we are usually day drinking. And if it's at night, it's just more of like a bar feel. It's not a club. But I'm like, it's New Year's Eve. Like a bar, we're either going to have to get tickets or a table or something. Or a club is going to be too much. Like we can't do EDM music. I'm not going to get a table for $1,000. So I found this one place that was like a hotel venue bar. And I was like, I think this is the vibe for us. Like they'll have good drinks. They'll have good music. It might be like not like top 40 or rap or anything, but at least it will, we're not going to just be sitting in like a lounge. And so we ended up doing that. And my parents have something called hurricane bags. If anyone knows what hurricane bags are, it's like plastic um, flasks. And you literally can look it up on like uh, Walmart or Amazon.com called like, I think they literally call them hurricane bags. But on Walmart, it's literally called like sneaky booze packets because it was meant to bring on cruises. So my parents were like, well, we're going to bring these in because we're not paying, you know, $10 a drink. I'm like, totally get that. So we start pre-gaming and my brother bought his speaker. So we're all pre-gaming in our hotel room. And I'm like, remember guys, we have to get there kind of early. We need to find seats for mom and dad. And then we keep drinking a little more and a little more. And now I'm like, okay, we're like full-blown wasted. Like I can tell my sister's getting wasted. I can tell I'm getting drunk. I can tell my brother's getting turned. He's like ripping shots. I'm like, okay, I think we got to go. But then we're like one more drink. So we got like pretty hammered before we even get to this place. So we're like, okay, well, we're going to miss that like 9 p.m. countdown that we made, but let's go at 10. So we go at like 10. It gets to 10 o'clock and we're still pre-gaming. So now it's like 10.30. I'm like, okay, now we like really have to go. So we get an Uber and we start going. And I don't know why I didn't think of this. There's a huge ass block party right by where we're going. And I was like, oh, that will be even better. That means like there's going to be more Ubers out. No, that meant the streets were closed. So we're our Uber, we're going like all different routes. We also had to take two Ubers because there's eight of us now. There are no, there's seven of us. We're going all different routes. The Uber's like, oh my gosh, let me try this route. Let me go this back way. Let me go down this way. And we've been in the car for like 30 minutes. And I'm like, I, I have no idea how we're going to get to this club. So then my brother texts us and he's like, uh, have you guys gotten there? We just had to get dropped off and walk 12 minutes. I'm like, no, I think we're getting close though. And again, we're doing squares, we're doing zigzags, we're doing like a maze around old Montreal. And we finally realized, you know what, we're gonna have to get out. By the way, it's snowing. So it's freaking snowing. We're in like our New Year's hair, makeup, outfits, heels, the whole nine yards. Like we're not in our puffer jackets anymore. We don't have scarves. We don't have beanies. And so finally the girl's like, I'm gonna try to get you as close as possible, but like you're gonna have to walk. 
So we just get out and we're like, okay. And we start like booking it. And then I'm like, I have to pee so bad. Like we drank so much at that pregame. I run into the spaghetti factory that we ate at like three days before. I knew exactly where the bathroom was, run down there, run back out and try to leave my parents. My mom's like freaking out because she's like freezing. She's only wearing a light sweater. My sister has like this fuzzy jacket on. We're running around. My dad has the tickets. It was like a hot mess. Guys, we finally get there. We meet up with my brother and my sister and his girlfriend who had gone into a restaurant and started drinking. We meet them at this place we had to go to a coat check. Then they had to, like, we had to do it. And then we had to check our tickets. It We got there so late. We literally walked into the actual party as the countdown was happening. So we, like, opened the door to go into this venue. And it's, like, 10, 9, 8. But you know what was the coolest part? Was that you had to walk downstairs into it. And there's chandeliers all over. It wasn't that big of a space. Think of it as, like, if you run it out... I'm trying to think of what it would be like comparable to like a conference room in a hotel, but it was not a conference room. It was like brick walls, lights, chandeliers, a DJ. It was sick. Like I was obsessed with it. So we're walking downstairs as it's doing this countdown. And I was like, honestly, I kind of feel famous. Like I feel like we walked in and it was like 10, nine. Oh my God, here's the rives. So it was funny because it was one of those stories that it's like, only our family would run into that, that we were like pre-gaming so much, didn't calculate the logistics, somehow walk into New Year's after we had planned to get there like nine or 10 at literally 10 seconds before midnight. So we walked down during the countdown and we were like pretty drunk already. And I was worried that the music was going to be too extreme one way or the other. I was like, it's either going to be like a lot of rap and EDM and my parents are going to be pissed or it's going to be like oldies and my siblings are going to be pissed. It was literally perfect. They played like ABBA and all the songs that we know, but then they would like throw in some rap songs and EDM and like top hits. I was like, wait a second. I could have not asked for a better music set to please everyone. So then my mom's freaking out because she loves ABBA. And then my baby sister is freaking out because she likes rap and they're playing Cardi B. I'm like, wow, this is perfect. So again, the space was like really cool. I'm going to try to find a uh, picture of it and the name of the club because I think you can go there when it's not New Year's. It was so much fun. It wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold. We were already like drunk, so I think we only got like two drinks each. It wasn't insanely expensive. The bartenders were quick. Like we found a little place to hang out. There weren't a bunch of creepers. It really was like a great night. So then we wrap it up. We go home. It's like two a.m. And at this point, everyone's like wasted. And we had gotten Subway earlier. Again, nothing was open. So we had to get subs. And I was like, I'm saving mine for when we get home. And then downstairs, you can get snacks. So I grabbed like six bag of chips, cold queso from Tostitos, the Tostitos chips. And we have like a little after eating party in our room. Everyone's hammered. It was out of control. Like people are falling off toilets. People are crawling into the room. People are like eating the entire thing in queso. Someone's stealing someone's Subway sandwich. It was like a hot mess express. And then we died the next day. We were just dying laughing when we woke up. And we're like, what the hell happened when we got home? Like out of control. So we were hung over that day. It was so hard to get up. But there was one place that everyone said to do, was, which was Mont Royal. I literally couldn't get up, but I finally did at like 1. And the rest of the, my family was like, we're sleeping in, except like my mom, dad, and other sister. So we just decided to go. Honestly, I don't know if it's because I was hungover or so tired, but I didn't think it was that amazing. And it might have just, again, been from the events of the night before. It was also freezing, and it was almost that 4 p.m. dark time again. So I was like, mm, 
I don't know. I'm not so sure about this. We should go home. So that was the last day. And then finally, we all just came home. We had like a really good dinner right next to our hotel. It was actually open. And then after that, we just passed out, like packed. We're ready to go for the next day. And it was it was one of those days like we definitely needed January 1st to take off and recover. And then January 2nd, we traveled. So that's something to always be careful about is like travel days and travel times and knowing if it's going to be a really busy airport day. Um, and again, checking your tickets because the Toronto layover was an issue. But we ended up safe and sound back in Orlando. And one last tip I would have is try to take a day off work after you travel. Even though Canada for us is only like a three-hour flight, from the whole trip of like walking around and eating, like we were walking every day. I checked my health app. I was doing like seven to 10,000 steps. We were all over the place. And we didn't even drink the actual day that we traveled, but we had just done so much traveling and you're, you know, you're running around with your luggage, you're sitting in an uncomfortable seat, you're in an Uber, you're in your van. Like it was just, it was kind of awful to get back and then immediately have to go to work the next day. So I wish I would have maybe taken one more day off. And that's why people make that joke, like take a vacation from your vacation. But overall, in conclusion, I would highly recommend Canada. The takeaways here were definitely look at logistics Definitely try to plan maybe like one thing a day. I would say looking back, we should, probably should have booked like one thing a day, like that food tour, the Segway tour. If you're in new museums or something like that, do that. But having like one thing in mind a day, because there were days where we were like, oh, okay, what do we do? And then we would all just be Googling for an hour and then people would get annoyed and then just want to eat. And then we're just spending the day eating or shopping. And so that would be a tip, like look that up, see how much the train tickets are, um, book that way ahead of time because there was only like one time left when we went to book it, thank God. And it was like an hour from when we had booked it. So do that ahead of time. Um, try to take trains whenever you can. That would be something. And then look at the flights and see if there's a city close by that you could actually just fly into and then drive. For us, we knew there were going to be so many of us and so many pieces of luggage that when you actually looked at the cost of like getting a rental car and gas and all that stuff, it was like not worth it. I think it was like a hundred extra dollars to fly. And I'm like, that's, just, that's actually cheaper than doing the rental car and putting it all in the luggage and driving that far. So we didn't do that, but that was an option we were looking into. Highly recommend these cities. Download Duolingo so you can learn some French and be able to speak a little bit of French when you're here because again, everything is amazing and super French. And then I'm going to try to go back in summer because I absolutely loved it. It was just so freaking cold. But it was fun to see all those winter um, festivities going on. Look up the Christmas markets. Let's not forget that tip. That's like number one tip. Don't go in Christmas and not look up Christmas markets if that's where you're going. So with that, I feel like I have been talking forever. I have. It's about an hour and a half, if not more. But I hope that was helpful. I hope you enjoyed my uh, purse slash Ubergate story, how we almost died after our New Year's Eve coming home, how we walked into New Year's Eve during it was literally being counted down. And it was just all around a super fun trip. Of course, always things that you can tweak about it, but it was so much fun and I would highly recommend going. Hope you guys liked this episode. It was another solo one, but I think these travel recaps are fun. Um, let me know what else you want to hear about. I did an Instagram story asking if you guys want to hear about like relationships and navigating 20s and careers and things like that. And I got a lot of feedback that that was definitely something to talk about. So that's something I definitely want to pursue more of. Again, I don't want this to just be like 
expert interviews and trying to find the best of the best in each industry, that's something that I would continue like to sprinkle in. But I think having a little more of the storytelling element of this podcast would be fun. So hopefully I can record some more with you guys even. Like I'm talking to some people that are like, you know what, I've had this relationship where I had this issue and I overcame it. So I'm not trying to have a bunch of like celebs and influencers and industry experts on here. I want to have more open and authentic conversations because Let's be honest, there's 14,000 podcasts out there that have all those things. There's a million people on Instagram that you can learn from. I think this should just be like normal girls, normal people chatting through the hardships, the struggles, the hilarities of life. So hopefully you'll hear more of that. Thanks so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, and stay tuned for next week. Um, there's a few different people coming on in the next few weeks coming talking about like space, like actually outer space, anxiety perfectionism, business, a lot of different angles. But again, that's why it's called Oh My Pod. We got to stay curious. We got to learn about everything. So rate, review, subscribe, and we'll talk next week.